Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, it's the ATI squad. All right, I like that. B.A. Baracus and the whole gang is here. <laughs> you like that? That's a throwback for you millennials. You got to go Google search that one. Serious throwback. But yeah. anyway, as oh, always. came out with a movie, remember? Yeah, I know. And that, that thing was trash. Yeah, it had that MMA dude that nobody thinks about anymore. <laughs> this is Across the Intersection Podcast. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the Clouds of Sound. Um, you can hit us up on divemedia.co. That's http colon slash slash divemedia.co. Um, and we're on all the socials. Um, we're on the gram at divemedia, dive underscore media, and on Twitter at across this. Um, I'm on all platforms at Divinimus, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. And I'm on Twitter at E to the V to the, where we are currently arguing about the student debt crisis, <laughs> canceling student debt, uh, Kamala Harris, and reparations and all kinds of stuff. By the way, a couple of days ago, I got 200 new followers all of a sudden. So I don't know what's going on. Uh-oh, uh-oh, them, them Russian bots getting ready for 2020. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Very possible, but I don't know if they came from listeners to this podcast or what, but uh, but we're having a good time over on Twitter. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we do thank you all for rocking with us. Again, we're, we're, we're back at it. We're continuing to step up our technology game. Um, so, hopefully everybody's voice sounds wonderful and scrumptious this morning. Scrumptious. I guess that leads us into the first topic. <laughs> <laughs> I like that choice of words. There we go. You love there that, man. Go. Yeah, I told you I'm a professional. That's that's my professional segwezy. All right, so <laughs> y'all know how we do. We gonna come in here. I just I'm, I'm giving y'all a preference this morning. You know, we haven't pissed people off in quite a while, so we just we we an equal opportunity employer this morning. Um, we might go ahead and get dropped. I don't know. Oh, on another note, if you're listening, um, by the time you hear this podcast, we will be on YouTube. So if you want to go on YouTube and check us out, you can go to the Across the Intersection playlist. And I'm not going to put every episode because our catalog is so long, player. But <laughs> we will start posting some episodes. We will go and put episodes from the past, um, you know, from the back catalog up on YouTube. But starting from, you know, July 2019 on forward. Um, each episode will be up on YouTube, so you can go. Please and- remember not only to subscribe, but to also hit that um, notification bell bing, <laughs> so bing, that you bing. can go when That's things right. are coming up. I got to step my YouTube promotion up. Thank you. Please hit that notification bell. And if you are on the Apple platform, let me get them stars up off you. I haven't gotten no stars up off nobody in a while. I need those five stars up off you. If you got four stars, you can go and hold those. But if you got five, I need to get those up off you. So if you're listening to us on the Apple platform, please let me get those stars up off you. A good review and them stars up out your pocket. I would appreciate it. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's it's been a couple weeks since we chopped up some 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 stuff stuff. Um, how you guys been, man? We've been good. This is cool. Like, you know, we actually sound like a professional podcast today. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. 
uh, we, yeah. we got a couple new mics in people, so I even got, yeah. a, you know, we, we got some new equipment, so things sound legit today. That's all. You already know. So I don't know about me, but I just celebrated a birthday, so I am officially, I don't know, I, I guess I'm, I'm officially middle-aged now, right? Mm. I was I was kind of flirting with middle-agery. Yeah, you're on, now, the back, you're on the back end now. Yeah, I'm on the back nine of life. But anyway, um, let's let's go ahead and, and get into the first topic so y'all can celebrate my birthday later. If anybody wants to send, you know, listen, if you want to send me gifts, you can sponsor me anytime. Sponsor me anytime, send me some gifts. Um, but let's go ahead and get into this first thing or a thing. All right, I, I don't even know how to segue into this, people, but let's just go ahead and get into it. You know, I actually heard um, somebody, uh, it, it was an interview, and I forget the gentleman's name, but he was talking about the... The, the paradox and this relates to our first topic he was talking about the the paradox that transgenderism actually presents to modern day feminism and he said you know he he was talking about how the the whole push for feminism was equality for women you know mm-hmm. that women be on the same level playing field as men in everything Yep. And he said, but now with transgenderism, that throws a wrench into the whole thing because it's inherently not equal. You know, there are just certain things that are inherently not equal. So he, he just found it paradoxical that modern feminists would still support transgenderism, even though in many ways transgenderism actually promotes inequality in so many different areas and we're going to get in and we're going to get into that this morning i know y'all thinking like wait a minute how does that do that well let's let's talk a little bit about it here they go here here they go beating up on the uh (laughs) the transsexuals trans woman or woman here they go i know many y'all who who don't rock with our beliefs and that's fine but we want to just point out that because you know this is what i want to do people are really good at loving to to pinpoint the parts of the the christian faith that are hypocritical hey go ahead and do that you know we do that matter of fact i got this week in the news specifically for that but what you're not going to do is act like there are not hypocritical aspects of every part of society and that's what we don't want to do so that that's what we're going to do this morning so there have been several articles written in in the past couple months and so some of these articles are a little old but they're within the the last six or eight months or so that highlight this growing trend of trans athletes in female sports i mean just completely demolishing the field because they are biological males and because they're biological males they they have an inherent athletic advantage right so let's let's start with um there was an article back in october again these uh, we said a, a couple of these are a little old um, in in Europe, there was a um, in Europe there was a um, transgender MMA fighter, Fallon Fox. Um, she fought a woman, or he, she, you know, this individual. Um, yeah, the this, pronoun that the person probably uses is she. Right. Who, who knows? I mean, who knows? You can't. So this this individual, she she fought Tamika. This individual, she she fought um, Tamika Brents. Now the the fight took place a, a while ago, but this article was just written in October of 2018. And this individual, um, Fallon Fox, beat Tamika Brintz so severely that she suffered a broken skull. 
Now, I want to read to you. Her head bone broke. Yeah, for, for those of you who are not biological experts, the skull is that big bone <laughs> that encompasses your brain. All right. Yeah, I mean, it was probably like maybe around the temple or the eye socket or someplace that. I mean, who knows, man? This uh, woman's woman's bones are um, a lot more fragile. Exactly, you know? women, men, men has um, have a much higher bone density than women. Um, again, because that's the way that the Lord created us. But check this. Listen to this quote from Tamika Brents. This is the woman that was beaten. She says, "I have fought a lot of women." and have never felt the strength that I felt in a fight as I did that night. I can't answer whether it's because she was born a man or not because I'm not a doctor. I can only say I have never felt so overpowered ever in my life. And I am abnormally strong in my own right as a woman. Mm-hmm. And she says, I disagree with Fox fighting. That's the person's name, Fallon Fox. She says, I still disagree with Fox fighting. Any other job or career, I say I have to go at. But when it comes to combat sports, I think it just isn't fair. Now, I'm gonna let, I would love to hear Eva's point because you're, you're as the only feminine member of our team here. Because when, when I read that, I actually thought about like domestic violence and how a woman must feel, you know, when she suffers domestic violence, like the, the instinctive fear that you feel when you're in close combat with a man who well, essentially is so much stronger and, and more powerful than you. Fortunately, I can't speak on domestic violence from a personal perspective, but I will give you something that's lighter, but will still illustrate the point. At one time, I thought that a skinny man, right, a small man uh, isn't as strong as me. You look at the man, he's, he's 150 pounds, 145 pounds. And, you know, it, there's no intimidation factor whatsoever. But one time I had to move from uh, a place I lived in D.C. down to a, another part of the area. And I had my friend Derek, who weighed about 145 pounds. In fact, he might have weighed 140. It was just, it was terrible. Was about five, <laughs> Shout six. out to Derek. Shout out to Derek. Yeah. So he's about five, six and, you know, is, is not a very hefty dude. And I was having, I had this mahogany um, dresser in my bedroom and I was gonna get rid of it. So I just had to get it pushed out of my apartment and out into the courtyard area so I can keep it moving with my life because it was beautiful, but it was becoming a pain. I put my full weight behind that mahogany dresser and I'm a strong woman, okay? I put my oh. full weight behind <laughs> that mahogany strong dresser. Strong woman. And and that mahogany dresser did not go one millimeter. Uh, I brought Derek over to help, and I thought it was kind of ridiculous because this, he said, oh, I can help you. And I'm like, okay, Derek. <laughs> but he comes over, he puts his little self behind that mahogany dresser, and he pushes it all the way out to the courtyard and says, what's next? And so that is just one example. Yes, it's lighthearted, but it was it was right. my, my example of women being of men being stronger than women this right. is a small person it, it just didn't make any sense to me but there's something about the way that men are built and the density not just of the bone but of the muscle that um shows that there is a big difference between the two and so i would hate to have been in that ring uh or whatever you call mma the octagon right you know, yeah the octagon whatever they were um 
with with the person who fought this person who came who, who came into this world as a as a man and one thing that also strikes me is that one thing i've encountered is a lot of i guess masculine pride in various attributes of life whether it's intellectual pride or or wanting to um you know show forth some sort of uh strength or gentlemanly gentlemanliness or something like that but i'm wondering where that pride went and where that pride disappears to when people who were born men would rejoice at coming into some kind of physical altercation with a woman athlete and winning like how can you how i thought i, I really really thought that that the masculine gender had a certain amount of pride that would cause it to rejoice when you have a huge competition and you win not when you're fighting someone who is of a weaker sex and you win so i don't i really don't understand that character trait either and it's funny that you say that because that's where the paradox comes in because modern feminism would say but we're not a weaker sex we're the same but when you put it but when you put them on the same plate it's not the same, and it's not better. And I've said this before; it's just different. God has made us different. What we women will will often say is that we're not the weaker sex when it comes to childbirth, and we certainly aren't. And when it comes to other things that we are supposed to be stronger in, because that's how we're physically built. Right. But when it comes to brute force and strength, men are stronger than women, and I think that also will dictate their responsibility to societies and to their families. So, so again, and also just from, as I mentioned earlier, from a mental perspective, uh, what would cause someone to be proud of having beat a woman when they were born a man? That just doesn't make sense to me. So in whatever operation or procedure this athlete had, clearly they also cut off <laughs> the masculine pride element because that is dead gone. Right, and for people who advocate for stuff like this, sometimes it's like, all right, I'd I would love to hear you try to explain this away. Please, please try to explain this away for me. When you have an individual who is physically stronger and much more superior than the their you know opponent, and um, but mentally has distorted their thinking to say, no, we're the same. It's all good. Like, what's the problem? Well. well there's a there's a quote that I really um really stood out to me from that article, um, and that article I mean the quote is that where it says uh, that's because the men and women are the same argument invariably leads to women being leads women to be judged against the male standard, or to put it another way to be more of a woman a woman has to be more like a man, right? Which is I mean even if you think about the Rosie the Riveter, uh construct and poster now she's balling up her to prove her strength right like rosie the riveter and i'm inserting this, this is my parenthetical rosie the, the rosie the riveter poster is a woman um flexing her bicep as if you know like that is the definition of masculinity which is not it's just a component it's an aspect but it's not the definition but for rosie the riveter to, com to communicate strength she has to then present herself like a man but if a man does it, then that's, you know, toxic masculinity. Good, that that's same a very host, good point. You know, so anyway, now going back into the quote, for the tiny percentage of people who experience gender dysphoria, we should have nothing but compassion. 
We should do everything we can to help them and protect their dignity, but we don't need to overturn biologically defined sex differences to do so. That was a very, that was a very apropos uh, quote. And there is a scripture that I have one to kind of read along with that. We're going to get bible folks. Getting bible Yeah, yeah, you know. So don't try to deplatform us. So, <laughs> this is in um, the uh, Epistles to the Romans. This is uh, chapter 1, verses uh, 21 through 25. Actually, 22 through 25, where it says, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and it's referring to man um and changed the glory so this is man man changed the glory of the uncorruptible god yes is referring to the god of the bible into an image made like to corruptible man into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things and what that's saying is that 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 man then took this image uh of god who is spiritual and no man and, and no man who who is actually seen um this entity then they turn they turn his creations into him and so they began to worship other men and birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things and think like serpents and insects and things they could see um and you know that can get into chemotology and and, and all other kinds of uh mystery systems where you see animals being worshipped so anyway wherefore god also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of god into a lie and worship and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever amen i just wanted to leave it at that because it talks about how you know they began to dishonor their own bodies between themselves and that's I would I would put this whole transgenderism into that category of people dishonoring their own bodies between themselves. No, definitely. And this is, you know, there's another article. So we just keep going again, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about several different points, not to that I think is a definite, definite one because I've talked about how, you know, gender dysphoria is. There are people that, that experience that. But again, yeah, that, sure. that is the those are the outliers. That is not the rule. They are the exceptions to the rule. So let's keep going. In in um, there was an article in the Daily Wire that referenced a individual uh, named Mary Gregory, biological male, who now identifies as a female. Okay, that's their prerogative again. Um, but this individual demolished nine women's powerlifting records back in April. This is April of 2019. So just a couple mm. of months ago. Um, and she posted on IG, wow, nine for nine, Masters <laughs> World Squad and the bench and, you know, press and et cetera, et cetera. She destroyed all the all the records. Um, so she, she says, wow, nine for nine. Again, why are you rejoicing? You beat a bunch of chicks. And, and yes, these are a bunch of women who have been in this field for a while and have developed the type of powerlifting strength that puts them at the top of their game. But they are still women. Exactly. Why are you saying, wow? And that's the yeah. crazy part, because these are yeah. nine super strong women. Like, you didn't just beat, like, nine rando females on the street. You beat nine women who've been probably training for most of their lives to be peak, you know, female strength. And you just came in and beat him. Well, yes. And, and I have a couple things to say about this. One, we need to blame LeBron 
Uh, this is LeBron James' fault. <laughs> and when LeBron left Cleveland to go to Miami, I'm not blaming the big three in, in, in Boston because they were old at the time. But I blame LeBron. <laughs> I thought you were going to blame Kevin Durant. You're not going to blame Kevin Durant? No, he's he he's the seed of LeBron. I blame LeBron because LeBron went and cooked the books, <laughs> and he <laughs> he went he weakened the Eastern Conference by absorbing these. Uh, these 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 kingdoms uh these separate kingdoms and kings and to to all come together in south beach and then got two rings out of it two cheap rings i'm uh, uh mind you Ooh. and then puts those things up as if they are equivalent to a dirk Nowitzki ring or even a spurs Ooh, you ring throwing shots a, uh, a jordan ring they are not so let me just say that because now this is the result of the, part, the the participation award mindset where people should just be given stuff to be given stuff as if they've earned it and they haven't. And so for someone, this is the world th- th- for someone then for someone then to uh, think that it's OK because it doesn't ever happen the other way around where it's a trans man that goes into a male dominated or men, men's dominated sport and and and, and, and starts crushing they would have a reason to rejoice. It, it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't happen that way, okay? That football player girl, that's just marketing. She's not even getting touched, okay? Um, she don't even practice from from what it is that I was uh, that I was looking into. Um, but she was having car commercials during the Super Bowl. So that's all marketing. But for a woman to for, for excuse me, for a man to then say that, okay, well, you know, I'm a woman because I feel like a woman, which all right people are not challenging that and they're letting this person come in here to these sports and then they take and they ruin title nine at least here in the united states even though i don't think that was in the united states i say have at it come one come all you know if trans women are women sure let 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 them all compete and let's see how it shakes out and you know if we get uh uh, uh, the, the you know what the w, the WNBA is hurting for money anyway so i say you know, let's get Juana, man. You know, let, let's let 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 you know let let Kevin Jenkins be Keyshawn Keyshawna Jenkins. You know, let her go through the stuff, and let's you know let 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 let's see what happens. Let's see if this person who WNBA has been around for twenty years. Let's see if this person comes in 18, 19 years old, and let's see how well they do. Let's see if people start watching. You know, let's see if they can dunk the basketball. Let's see if they set all the records. You know, let's see what happens. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, because humans, what we do, what we do is we exploit the creases and the laws in society. You have states like Connecticut that do not put any buffer or any legalization in between um, uh, or any sanctions in between uh, uh, um, biological girls or girls that just, or, or, or boys that say that they're girls and they let these um, trans girls compete and beat all of these all these biological girls out of um out of spots and then ultimately out of scholarships mm-hmm. um i say i, I mean i, I they're, they're to to when you bring this stuff up the the that you know there's going to be an exploitation to occur the response is you're ridiculous it's never a logical response as to why an exploitation will not occur the response is always a deflection of you're ridiculous that's not going to happen you're a bigot you're this you're that the other so look I can tell you right now that I would I would bet I would wager that there's already some AAU coach right now 
that is recruiting transgender girls or boys that feel like they're going to that they're girls to go and compete as an all-female all-woman or all-girl aau team so Avery, you're taking this to its logical conclusion and what you are what you believe is that we're not going too far to take it to its logical conclusion to its next step and its next step but the people who are actually blind to the pattern of humanity are the ones yeah. who would say no nope, we're gonna stop right here and go no further yeah th things things always happen sports is a canary in the coal mine historically in this country sports is you know when you think of uh, 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 uh jackie robinson or you think of muhammad ali or you think of michael jordan you think of all the all, all these different things that uh or um uh uh, uh bruce bruce uh jenner uh or um uh, martina navratilova sports is always a harbinger because it's it, it's 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 entertainment um it's always a hard a harbinger to certain uh mindsets and philosophies that then become adopted in broader society so you you mentioned Martina, and let's just bring her up real quick because uh, you know, because some people might be listening and saying, "Look, I'm sick of y'all three anyway. All three y'all be getting Bible-y. Let I me know. just live my life." Well, you know what? A friend of yours, tennis legend Martina Navratilova, who's actually openly gay. Um, she's an advocate, gay, not transgender. Exactly, she's actually an openly gay LGBTQ, you know, promoter. Yeah. yeah. Um, she she actually did um, an article in the Times of London where she actually actually stated that it's unfair to let men compete as women simply because they change their name and take hormones. No matter how those athletes throw their weight around, it's unfair. Now, this is someone, again, who is openly gay, who promotes that lifestyle, who who can understand the inherent you know unfairness to letting biological males compete against yeah females we're not talking about their lifestyle they they, they want to live their life live your life that's whatever that's not even what we're talking about what we're trying to highlight here is the hypocrisy right again because people want to love to highlight the hypocrisy within our faith but in other areas we want to turn a blind eye just like to what a was saying Oh no, you're ridiculous. Well, tell me why I'm ridiculous. Because what I'm really exactly. doing is highlighting your hypocrisy. Because if you want to continue, you know, feminists out there, if you want to continue to let women get their skulls bashed in, hey, more power to you. If you yeah. want to continue to let that happen, you go right ahead and continue to let biological males with their bone density and their muscle density continue to bash in the heads of females. Go right ahead. Because I you you brought up that um football player that female football player i think it's colorado she plays at um can you imagine her getting crushed by some line like a d2 or d3 yeah school. yeah it's oh. a d2 school um can you imagine her getting crushed by like a linebacker i mean running full speed like that might like that could be might homicide yeah it, it yeah. might it, it might kill her million dollar baby you seen a million dollar baby at the end of that joint oh, wow. no spoilers yeah yeah so anyway, we just, you know, for, for those of you listening, I mean, and just to sort of wrap this topic, I mean, there's a there's a young lady in, uh, what state is this? There was an article um, written, there was a young lady who's actually filing, it's in Connecticut. She yeah. was, she's filing a lawsuit. Soleil. Um, because she's, you know, she's, said she's, she's pretty much 
had enough. Okay, high school girl in Connecticut files complaint. There it is for and having Selena a boy. Soleil. Yeah, so a female high school who did not qualify for a race um, because essentially she got smoked by two boys um, is filing a um, a filing a federal complaint. You because, mean two transgender girls? Yeah, excuse me. I mean two biological males. Yes. So okay. two two biological males that were in the same race as her, the fifty-five meter event in the New England regionals, um, they won. They or they they um, what's it called? Qualified for the next you know tier, and she did not. And so she's filing a complaint with the uh, with the federal government um, because she you know, she said that she's not she hasn't been the only one that's been affected. Um, there have been other female athletes who've been affected so again we're just highlighting these things and this and those yeah, are she's just the one that's that that is actually saying something right so there right there's, now there's more people but she's just the one who, who chose to uh speak out and that is a um life site article again you can go look at it um so again these are not to to beat up on anybody we're not here to beat up we're merely just pointing out hypocrisy and we are an equal opportunity employer you guys have heard this podcast many times when we call out some of the foolishness that believers do but here i just couldn't let this drink slide anymore it's like now nah, y'all y'all love to just kind of skate past these things like nobody's talking about martina navratilova like that joint would just put a you know pin in in, in the balloon and you know let all the air out if if she really got some play yeah. As to her views, yeah, yeah. you know, of, of this particular, you know, paradox. Well, I also wanted to bring up a, uh, a pa- another irony, and um, the irony that I wanted to bring up is that even though people in the LGBTQ community are known to be a marginalized group, it's interesting that the transgender females or the people who are born male, if 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 we continue in this trend, they're going to dominate female sports. Whether right. that's all there is to it. Well, they're already and, doing it. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm saying dominate across yeah. the board. Across it's not the board, right, board right, yet. right. Absolutely. But they're going to dominate female sports, maybe with the exception of what, uh, table tennis? I don't know. But the, any, <laughs> anything that's strength-based, they right. will dominate, right? Right. Um, and it almost reminds me of the reparations debate uh, in which one of the questions that comes up in order to sidestep the issue or to confuse the issue of reparations is the question of, well, who will get these reparations? And uh, some people are concerned that folks who identified as white all this time will start digging, digging, digging until they come across a black ancestor so that they can collect these reparations that the majority of their ancestors' uh, soul <laughs> from uh, the majority of, of ours. And so I think that, that it's it's ironic that when you have a group that is marginalized, like the LGBTQ community, they can actually use the privilege that they're trying to undercut by turning into females in their favor by dominating these sports and then hold their hands up and say, you know, no, we have the right to do this. Um, their male privilege is biological. It, it, it puts them in a, in, a, in a physically advantageous position to completely dominate female sports. But again, a lot of people will say, well, no, you're taking it too far. Uh, that's the, 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 the lengthy conclusion that might happen 300 years from now, but it won't happen anytime soon. And whatever it is, it's not worth denying these trans girls the opportunity to compete. 
Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the foolishness. So, you know, to come around third base here, anyone who would identify as a modern day feminist should be standing up on tables screaming right now because what this will do and what this will allow is essentially for men, biological males, to push women out of women's sports. So, I, you know, it, it should be alarming to feminists. Forget me. Forget the believers. Forget Christians. Yeah. Forget all them. Feminists, if you are a modern-day feminist, you should be standing up on tables, shouting with your fists in the air like, yo, this has to stop because yeah. this yeah. will and- push females out of female sports and 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 just to to throw this last little bit on that actually was and is a point of contention historically since second wave feminism in the 70s there have been feminists that have been speaking out about this but they constantly get drowned out yeah so this is not like martina just did right Right, yeah she's from the 70s right so um yeah that 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 has been a big thing but it constantly gets uh, drowned out by the lobby In, in continuing with our theme of uh, hypocrisy, um, there was a report done by a nonprofit news organization called Reveal. Come on. That uh, did did like a you know investigation into 50 police departments all across the country, and they found over 400 officers that were involved in um, supremacist. Uh, hate groups on social media um, and again you know people people are uh, surprised but they you know this 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 is a verge article by the way you can read um, it, it was a verge article written about two weeks ago about this report um, reveal notified all of the different law enforcement agencies of what their findings were they do, they did a deep dive into social media to see the officers um, online activity and so they they found officers participating in groups like white lives matter and death to islam and stuff like that so it there was a a full range of white ring right wing political ideology and you know run-of-the-mill conservatism um but it says that at least 150 of the 400 officers um, were were like really extreme, like on the more extreme end. Sure, sure, um, sure. And I know there's some stuff going on in Philadelphia right now where Philly actually took the, the officers that were identified and took them off the streets. Um, and again, it doesn't surprise me that there are officers in these groups. I don't know why people are shocked you know, it's like Probably. black folk been saying this forever, but it's like when this drink comes up, like, really? Our officers? He's like, yeah, your officers. I this mean, brings they're... us back to the issue of historical context when we talk about the number of members of the Ku Klux way back during, not just way back, but including times during our grandparents' uh, generations and times before then, in which you know for a fact from the voice that comes through that mask and and for in a variety of other ways and just common knowledge that that man who was out in your lawn burning a cross is your sheriff um is your district attorney is a beat officer so these are people squeezing you from both directions from the law enforcement perspective and from the nighttime rider or terrorist uh angle 
And, you know, one of the things that this report also identified was they had, you know, some of these groups had gotten hip to people catching them. So groups would change their names. So, like, groups would start out with, like, Ku Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan. That's a, that's a uh, nice tongue twister there. Um, in, in the title of the group. And then the group's name would inexplicably change to, like, Confederate Brothers and Sisters. Stuff like yeah, that. Well, yeah, and and there there that's actually called gray man tactics, and those are strategies to hide and play plain sight. Those right. are that's guerrilla warfare uh, uh, tactics and strategies. So that's nothing new. And so what what the re- report was was saying is that think when when things like that are done, um, Facebook's algorithms don't pick it up because it's you know it's very easy to spot something like the KKK. All right. Pull that joint right. down, it gets pulled down. But when it just says, you know, oh, sons of the Confederacy, that could just be some kind of hobby group. So they, it, it doesn't get, you know, pinged Correct. by Facebook's algorithms to that that look for and identify um, these different hate groups. But again, just going back to the fact that there were all of these police officers found in these groups um, who police, you know, black neighborhoods who are working in predominantly African American areas. Um, again, I'm not sure why people are surprised. Why are people like? I just mentioned to you why they're surprised. They're surprised because their their fathers and their mothers and their teachers did not teach them the context into which they were born, which is akin to someone walking to a bookshelf and and pulling a book out and starting with chapter ten, and then wondering, well, what's going on? That's literally what these people are like. So you would think that in and I'm, and, and I'm asking honestly. So you would think in 2019, individuals from this ilk would be oblivious to the fact that listen, I know that certain people in my family don't get down with black people. Like, I don't think they're oblivious. I think they know exactly oh, no, no. what they're doing. Yeah, I didn't say that they were oblivious to what's going on in their family. I was just saying that when it comes to the context that they were born into. The reason that they'd be surprised about events going on now is because they don't know that this is just a continuation of the way that America has operated for hundreds of years. So that's the surprise, um, and, and that's why we really shouldn't be shouldn't be uh, thrown off that people just are unaware of their environment and unaware of their cultural context. And so here's the here's the question, because, I mean, really, this article is like, all right, water is wet, like (laughs) the the sky is blue. Like what? I don't know what's going to happen, but like what what do they expect? It's similar similar to people who claim to believe that all men are created equal, but then they see all kinds of disparities among in among and in between ethnic groups in this country. So they see a wealth gap and they see an educational attainment gap and they see uh, a gap in terms of health and and resources and all of this. But instead of saying there is a systemic reason for these gaps, they'll say, "Ah, look, those Hmong people, you know, are the bane of Asian existence. There's just something inherently wrong with the Hmong people. Or look at these, you know, Jamaicans living in the Bronx. Clearly, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Instead of saying there is a systemic, racially biased problem that has been in the United States all this time. I, You know what? I, I actually think that for some people, it's just easier 
to point the finger and to say something is wrong with that person or that group instead of saying there's a reason for the uh, outcomes that Are we, we I agree with you. Are we talking about the law enforcement groups? I'm making a parallel. So that's the reason I brought that up. Um, yeah, the parallel that I'm trying to make is to say it's, it's really along the lines of people not understanding that there's a long line well, of a history of the history of law of members of law enforcement also being a part of white supremacy well, organizations. Well, I mean, yes. And um, I think also there's a level of uh, just uh, overall lack of um, consideration of how human beings work if we are to be shocked over something like this okay uh, the first and foremost is that uh the police are the military police are state sanctioned or local military the police are the military of your local neighborhood that's what the police are that's their role and so um the 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 in order to serve in that role you have to have a particular mindset to do that day in and day out uh, in addition to that, wait, wait, wait. what's the mindset? What's I'm, the mindset? I'm, I'm, I'm about to go into it. Um, thanks for asking. In addition to that, in addition to that, um, the police are instituted to preserve a structure that existed prior to the office being um, created and then cemented. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that that uh, infrastructure, that infrastructure is of a, um, a European, um, particularly Caucasian European. Uh, society and so once that was established through um, all kinds of uh, um, laissez-faire militaristic um, really really messed up trifling tactics then it became calcified and systematized um, and then you had your quote-unquote constitution that came and said all men are created equal oh, yeah well yeah after the resources were dispersed then that comes <laughs> okay and 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 then there are loopholes put in place for people to continue to um uh, uh, uh extract resources and continue to um divide the the, the uh, um have a have a lower class lower classes have existed prior to this country but in particularly in particular the black class or caste is designed to exist on the bottom for the most part to have the most resources extracted from them or this system to constantly work. And so um, you have the buffer class held held for the most part by law enforcement. And, the, and what I mean by buffer class, for those who uh, don't understand what I'm talking about, is uh, you have a class of people or of employee or of jobs available where you put one person in between um, the exploiters and the exploited, and then that person polices uh, and protects the exploiters so that they don't become one of the exploited as much. That's what a buffer class is. And that's what the, that, that, that is what the police are. And that's no disrespect to those who work to do better and to do their jobs very well, whatnot. I'm just talking about the, 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 the whole purpose of the position in general. Uh, and so, and so, these are people too. And for uh, for those those police officers are merely reflecting what their families feel or what they feel about their kids. They want to keep their bloodline going. Um, this is something that apparently everybody else understands, but us. And um, the the the. the <laughs> the idea that they happen to be police well that's because reveal look for police if they look for bakers they would have found bakers if they look for 
uh, um, uh, 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 dog catchers. They would have found dog catchers. If they look for <laughs> uh, hockey players, they would have found hockey players. It, 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 it's it's not just a police thing. It is um, it is a lineage thing. Um, white people, you know, they went for the most part. I'm not talking about all, but for the most part, as a block, they want to preserve their own. That's what they want to do. Hence the founding of the United States. Hence the European uh, Germanic Wars. Uh, hence global imperialism. I mean, you're talking about uh, a small percentage of all of the population in the world uh, running almost everything. Um, if they do anything to the right or to the left, that could be the annihilation. So they fight by hook or by crook. Um, they've always done that and they always will. Uh, so, you know, this doesn't surprise me uh, at all. Um, all Mark Zuckerberg did was give them another way to communicate. I mean, and I'm not even tripping off the the 400 individuals that they found. Right. Because, which, is, which is not a lot. When right. you really yeah. When you think about the thousands and thousands. I can fit 400 people in my, my, my apartment. <laughs> if, if I, know how you, I know how you get down. It's all good. But I'm, I'm I don't know these what that are, means, but okay. You know, four, <laughs> 400 is a small group. I got you. It's just a, just, just, just a small gathering. Yeah. But th- these are just the 400 who are dumb enough to be talking about this stuff on Facebook. Like, exactly. You know, those are the, yeah, those, those, those are the, the loudmouths. <laughs> yeah, this is the low hanging fruit here. This is, you know, this is the stuff that's falling off the tree. So, I mean, Reveal didn't really do much here because if, let's just say, half a million police i'm just making up a number let's say there's half a million police officers all over the country maybe more a million sure. two million whatever you only found 400 like like you know what i'm saying like yeah what that is 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 just showing you oh wait a minute there's it's something going on like what it should really just a microcosm yeah exactly so i don't i don't trip off the number because the number is you know it's minutiae when you talk about the entire law enforcement in in this country um but what it just shows is people's willingness um to turn a blind eye when in when certain people from certain communities are saying hey we don't feel we're being policed fairly you know we we feel an, an inordinate amount of, of you know oppression from law yep. enforcement and people are like oh no 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 y'all should stop hanging out no y'all well yeah those things are 100% true but as someone who has experienced that on many occasions in my life come on agent and, and, pull your street cred and, and i'm not a and i'm not a you know i'm not a lawbreaker i mean just keep it 100 you know i know people that are lawbreakers i'm not a lawbreaker but i've experienced that um and even when you drive around this area, you know, just as we come around third base here, for those of you who live in the Washington, D.C. area, you know the parts of town where the black folks live. Let's just keep it a hundo, right? The black folks or the poverty-stricken folks? No, 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 the black folks. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about poverty. This is not a poverty conversation because I, I agree with you. Poverty does not denote African-Americans. Um, but I'm talking about areas that are predominantly African-American, just like we know the areas that are predominantly Hispanic and so on and so forth, right? In many, 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 many African-American neighborhoods, you know what you see at the end of the day? You see large parking lots of like supermarkets, of gas stations, of um, different like convention centers. And you guys can drive around. And at the end of the day, what you'll see is a 
large congruence of empty police cars parked in the corner of those parking lots. Mm. You want to know why? Because many of those officers do not live in your neighborhood. And because most jurisdictions do not let you drive those police cars outside of their jurisdiction, at the end of the day, they'll park them all. You can drive around. And people who live in this area know what I'm talking about because if you got two eyes, you've seen it. They park and they leave and then they go back to wherever their, their, their neighborhood is. Then they come back to police your neighborhood. That is the reality. And so this reveal investigation all it does is shine light again on the hypocrisy that's taking place. Again, for all of those people who listen, who love to take shots at our faith, I want you to go and take a look at this Verge article and then explain this to me as well. Explain mm. this to me. Explain how the city of Philadelphia, because that's the one I'm, that's on the news right now, that had several of their officers identified by name, all they did was take them off the street but they're still getting paid. They're on desk duty, quote unquote, whatever that means. They are still employed by your tax dollars, Philadelphia, right? You a taxpayer in the city of Philadelphia, you're still paying their salary. Explain that to me. So, <laughs> we, you know, we, we want to go on these tangents about all these other things and again, turn a blind eye to stuff like this. I think it's foolish. And it's funny, in getting bible again, there's a, a, a scripture in the in the book of Corinthians where, where Paul says, we preach Christ and him crucified, but it's foolishness to those who are perishing. And so many, many people who want to throw out biblical morality and say, man, look, I don't follow that Bible stuff. Get out of my face with that. Then <laughs> or they, would, they would also say that, well, the reason why this stuff is happening is because God doesn't exist and he's not real because if he did, then he would come and put a stop to it. Exactly. Would, that's usually the refrain of the atheists. Oh, yeah. But then what my response to that would be, well, if God didn't exist, then what's stopping these officers from storming your doors right now? See, you expect morality from people, but then you want to throw out the concept of morality altogether. Hmm. Because mm -hmm. because what God represents is a standard and we want to throw out the standard and then expect people to adhere to a standard. Well, if That's you, you just threw the standard out, you we just threw it away. We don't need a standard. Get out of here with the standard. But then when we see reports like this, oh my God, 400 officers, white supremacists, <laughs> and you want to hold them to a standard. Well, what standard are you going to hold them to? Because if, if I'm not being held to biblical morality and I'm a racist police officer, there's no reason I'm not coming in that joint busting your head open. Well, then the argument would be, and I'm sorry, I know we got to go to another topic, The argue, but I'm trying to give a voice to uh, our atheist friends that listen. Then then, then the argument would be, uh, well, you know, morality existed prior to religion. That's Because they, they automatically equate religion to God, but that would be the response. Of course. Mm -hmm. But what they failed to realize is God existed before religion. So... At, at the beginning of everything was the Lord. So if there was morality in the beginning, it's only because God created it. Um, and so, you know, we, we can have that discussion, but I, I, I think at the end of the day, we can't make the standard relative. There, there has to be some sort of absolute standard. And what we I think do, the comment that you just made, though, would contradict the verity of Christianity, because if God existed before this religion, then the question becomes, where did all these religions come from and why are there so many? And how can we determine that one is correct and 99 percent of the rest 
are wrong. Yeah, so I think that saying that God existed before religion might double back on you in terms of the verity of that statement. It wouldn't because if, if you have two parents that raise four children, one of them is a mass murderer and three are doctors, right? Well, you could say, well, wait a minute, all those kids came from the same house. How did one become a mass murderer? Because individuals have the free will to make choices. And so if God set a standard and human beings willfully ch- you know, chose to do something else, because he is a loving God, he still allows us to choose unrighteousness. It's still our choice. So if I'm, if, if I'm a parent and my, my spouse and I, we raise four kids, but one is a mass murderer, that child chose to be a mass murderer. My other three yeah. children chose righteously, right? And so I, I hear, I hear your point, but that would be my retort. Like, well, you know, yeah. you don't take out, you you don't take out people's choices. So just going back to these officers, yeah. these officers clearly made a choice, right? They they clearly came up in a particular context, and they chose to perpetuate that context. Correct. And for, for for people who want to throw out any standard of morality you honestly cannot hold these officers to any standard because you've decided to throw it out now if we want to bring the standard of morality back in and say listen white supremacy has no place in law enforcement okay i'm with you but when you bring that absolute standard back you bring everything that comes along with that and so that's that's where we, you know, again, folks, as you know, for those who are listening, this is where we're, we're, we're going. We're not trying to beat nobody up today. This is really our hypocrisy episode, just kind of showing, just kind of showing where, you know, where, where things are and where they need to go. All right. So we're back. So, you know, we are we we told you all today that we're going to be an equal opportunity in employer. And we are not going to leave ourselves out. Um, so for this week in the news, because I know y'all been dying. I know y'all been dying to hear this week in the news. We are definitely not going to leave out leave out the, the body of believers. So you guys know that I am very active on the tweets, the tweeters. So um, for, for those of you who, who follow me on Twitter or, you know, follow some of the people that I follow on Twitter, um, you would have seen... Uh, evangelical preacher James White um, talking real greasy this past week. Black James uh, White, white uh, James White. What are you talking about? The, the, I just hear that name float around. I don't yeah. know if there's a black James White. No, th- 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 there is. It's a black guy. He, he, he had preached at Impact a while ago. Yeah, there is another preacher, um, affluent African American preacher named James White. But no, I'm talking about at Doctor Oakley 1689 James White. Okay. Um, so th- this is what he tweeted back on um, June 22nd. He said, um, which is more likely to be the central cause for the fact that black women are three and a half more times likely to kill their unborn children? Uh, fundamentally rebellious sexual ethics, fatherlessness, and sexual license, or slavery from over 160 years ago? That just blows my mind. I just It, it, it amazes me that a white male would even have the gall to ask such a question outside of the context of why uh, you have these numbers that he's probably referring to without stating. So it does not justify that black women have abortions and even that statistic that people like to cite saying that the number one cause of death among black people is abortion. It's not to say that that's that's right or to make a judgment call about it at all. But is he the person who should make an assumption and a statement like what he made on that tweet? 
So, okay. So to answer your question, yes, <laughs> he is the person to make that statement. And the, and here's why, as Stephen A. Smith would say. The unmitigated gall explained to us, brother. The reason why, and I say this respectfully, Eva, um, I don't want to come across contentious or like I'm cutting you off. The reason why he is the person to say that statement is because he is responding, at least from what I'm gathering uh, from the context, he's responding to the reparations argument. Is that correct? No, I don't. But no, he didn't. That that wasn't in response to any reparations. He was just making a statement. Like I was looking at the thread. That was the first tweet. Like the well, first tweet I, I, was him yeah, but that's the thread. But I'm talking about in the context of the, of the tweets and when it was tweeted and the reparations argument that's going on right now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if his, okay. if, if well, his original tweet let, was in reference let me, to reparations. Let, okay, so but let me say this. I'm going to make the. I'm saying what I'm saying based on that context. That this is about the re, this is about reparations argument because that's what slavery. That's what the conversation of slavery is about. People don't just talk about slavery to be be talking about slavery. The 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 reason why the reason why he is the one to say that statement is because in regard to uh, the 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 conversation uh, or history about slavery and and the uh, punitive damages uh, that um, uh, reparations would uh, induce it would induce it upon him and his people and so what he feels is that reparations and i'm just putting it i'm just putting it how how they see it they they and it's true they see it as a tax it's a tax on them for being white that is the perspective and so they're going to do everything that they can to uh not have to pay that tax period and so specifically in regard to the statement in which that he said uh he was and this is in my view he was fighting fire with fire because when so-called black people talk about slavery, they don't they don't talk about it within the volume within within a a uh, they don't talk about it with within a vacuum within a vacuum they talk about it directly chained, no pun intended, to uh, white people and white people's uh, white white people's development uh, within the United States in particular. Um, they so-called black people were not enslaved by themselves like, like they were they that that was something that they were um being put into by an oppressive uh, regime that regime in which james white is a seed of and benefits from and participates in right now um ever so abstractly or directly um however you view it and so that would be my response to that question either uh, is he the one to say that yeah, I would. Well, the thing is, is that it still rests on a on a false premise, right. because the reason that people are are demanding reparations isn't to tax one person or tax the other. The reality is, you have millions of people whose lives were stolen and whose time was stolen and whose labor was stolen, and then the wealth that they produced was also stolen. Well, at this moment in time, the descendants of the thieves are walking around, and at this moment in time, the descendants of those who did not receive their inheritance are also walking around so, so let me not a tax on white people it's just simple ledger and so, that simple ledger has a sum in both categories and a transfer needs to take but that so so for well for one it wasn't the wealth that we produced we were the wealth so that's the first thing we, but we, I get we were saying. the wealth we yes. were the wealth and we produced it. yes exactly so, so that's that's the first thing that's the first it's even bigger than what you just said is all i'm getting at um, the, the, the second thing though, is that you might not like the word tax, but that's what it is. 
you don't like the word slavery but that's what you <laughs> that's what they did like it is a tax it's recipients a tax. of an inheritance are not Eva, i'm not saying that the tax shouldn't be paid Eva, i'm not Wait, saying no, the tax no, you're still using the word tax though. because it's a tax that's what it is like it's another burden thrown on people that don't want another burden whether it's deserved or not like my point is is that these are fighting words <laughs> that's my point so you can go and you can go to them and you can plead and you can say oh well you know uh, you did this to me. You did that to my grandfather. You did this to my great grandmother. My great grandfather. You did all these things, and they're like, "Yeah, have a cookie." Oh well, my bad. All right, cool. You say, "Okay, well, my bad." But look, you need to come up off that joint. They say, "What?" They say, "What?" Okay, make me, and that's it. And that, and that, the, the, that's the point. Like, you can have all the, you can write all the books. Tennessee Coast can, he can, he can, he can write all the Atlantic articles he wants. All right. They'll put they'll they'll even have a little little pomp and circumstance team crumpet ceremony at the white at, at the at, at, at the um at the Senate on Juneteenth. They will do all those things, but ain't nobody coming up off nothing. No, but still, what are you saying? The connection is between reparations and what James White put on Twitter. So specifically, specifically, I, I'm saying that because he brought up he brought up the 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 the, the equivalency of slavery. Uh, slavery versus uh um the um abortion abortion crisis i think james so, white has a has a much greater or at least i thought he had a greater responsibility i think reducing us as believers to black and white is a very immature and primitive descriptor um you know james white when you read through his tweets and all the stuff that he puts out he purports to be a minister of the gospel of christ right yes like, like he he has like a, the Pope. He, he, he has a much greater responsibility, I think, to understand the context into which he's speaking. Whether or not he has the right to speak into it, that's his business. But I think that as a as a minister of the gospel of Christ, it is my duty to understand the context into which I'm speaking. Right? It's like if well, I'm he's a, not that. Well, that's my point, and that's why I'm bringing it up in This Week in the News, because for someone who purports to be a minister of the gospel of Christ and is yet so willfully ignorant to the context into which he's speaking, right, because it wasn't just a tweet. Again, for those of you who are on Twitter, follow the thread. Like, the dude kept doubling down and tripling down. Like, when people was like, yo, what are you doing? He was just, <laughs> like, he just kept going with the drink. Yeah, like, he wasn't trying to get bullied. Yeah, he was not about to give up any ground, and it's like, this individual, this man has no intent on trying to understand the context into which he's speaking. It's clear he can just spit out facts and just keep it like he has the privilege to just spit out a fact right to say slavery was over a hundred years ago yes that's a fact uh black women have abortions three and a half times more than i guess white women i guess that's the statistic okay you have the privilege to be able to just blurt out facts and keep it moving you have no empathy or you 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 have no desire it's, to understand the not, context into right? which you're speaking so so this is what i i i i want to i, <clears throat> I want to just bring something up right quick uh you know there's a website called black genocide blackgenocide.org and it's stuff that i know people don't want to talk about it but they look we, we all know that this stuff happens the problem is is that we don't like it when uh somebody else points it out we don't like people telling us that our stuff stinks it's not about yeah. people not us not wanting people to tell us what our stuff stinks it's about people making statements without 
its context. And then what? You have double and triple the number of abortion centers in black communities, and then you point to a disparity in abortions, that is being disingenuous. And you're not giving people the whole story. Right. You're not well, the, the I can I, I can tell you, and I know I, I I get what it is that you're saying. I get what you I get what it is you're saying. And that actually I want to jump into a scripture right quick. Um but the but but whether or not the obstacles are the obstacles, we we are still the ones that have to either overcome the hurdle or fall into it. Twice is good to get half as far. You're just perpetuating that. No, so you no, know, I'm not. no, I'm not. Negro. That's that. super Negro. No, so I'm no not. matter what is systemically placed within that society, be super Negro anyway. Be resilient anyway. Do what you want to do anyway. Nope. You know, I never said that. I never said do anyway. what it is that they you want to. Okay. Now you're just talking about quadruple the number of abortion clinics. You can have systemic issues that would perpetuate this type of statistic. But nope. no, be super nope. Negro nope. and do super what. But other human beings are not expected to do super negro is not if you think that if you think that being super Going negro against the odds you cut me off you're putting words in my mouth if you if you're saying that super negro if you're saying that super negro is not practicing contraceptive abortion then i i i, I then i guess that's just being super negro as either being super negro or maybe you have low standards for your people let me clarify what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when someone has a lot of variables that are at play, which help to determine their decision and another person doesn't, if someone is actually being honest, they will mention those variables and they will, they will mention the disparity as well as the results. So I hear what you're saying and he don't care. Right, and I, I think both. He cares about I think what he both. Well, and that's why I'm, I'm I'm bringing this up because I think what you both are saying, they're both valid, and the the problem that I have with his statement is that again, as a follower of Christ, it's my job to understand both of those. Like, it's my job to understand. Okay, the people that I'm speaking about have a particular circumstance that they're coming into, as well as they have a particular responsibility. Right. It's like when the in the New Testament in, in Acts, when they were debating whether or not Gentiles should be circumcised, when the brothers from Jerusalem came down to Gentile churches, Gentile groups, and they were telling them, yo, the law of Moses says this, that and the third believers got together. And they said, yes, we understand what the law of Moses says. Right. That's the responsibility part. But we also understand the context in which these Gentile believers exist. And so they waited out and they realized if we force them to become Jews, that be, that presents a stumbling block to Christ. And we're not trying to make them Jews. We're trying to make them sons of God. And so I think that for this guy, for this cat to not realize, yes, just like everybody else, African-Americans have a responsibility to, to have healthy sexual practices. They also come from a particular context where generationally it has been imposed upon them. Things like eugenics, things like Planned Parenthood, things like, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. That those things can't be negated. When you're talking about the responsibilities, you can't negate the context by which they come. That's that's the part that for me was disheartening about not just the initial tweet, but like I said, him doubling down and tripling down was the fact that 
as a son of God, as a servant of God, if the it for from what it looked like to me, the contempt that this individual has for black society, and I'm talking about believers, I'm talking about so, black believers. It sounded like a, someone who had utter contempt for African people, whether they're believers or not, and that for me was the problem. That for me is problematic because so, as believers, we cannot use terms like us and them. Those are oh, oh. antithetical to the Bible. Like so. Okay, so so a couple things. Um, one, I want to read this scripture in Exodus, Exodus chapter seven. I mean, Exodus chapter one, verse seven through ten, where um, it says, "And the children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceeding might, mighty, and the land was filled with them." Now there arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph, and he said unto his people. Um, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it can't, and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join us, they join also in, unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up and out of the land. Uh, it goes on uh, and it talks about, it talks actually about, um, uh, let's see the verses verse 16 it says um, verse 15 says and the king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives of which the name of the one was Shephra and the name of the other Pua and he said when ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew woman and see them up upon the stools if it be a son then ye shall kill him but if it be a daughter then shall then she shall live but the midwives fear God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men, children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing and have saved the men, children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and they are delivered, are and are the delivered, and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mightily. Um, and it came to pass because the midwives feared God that he made them houses. Uh, and um, I, I wanted to, I just brought that up. I brought that up to then touch on the other scripture that you had brought up um, where you were talking about the circumcision and how, um, and how uh, um, Peter, I think you had mentioned Peter, needed to be um, more sensitive to the quote unquote Gentiles. Well, one just, uh, Justin, as a side, just to be clear, um, um, the the blacks of the captivity or blacks of slavery are not Gentiles. I just wanted to be real clear about that one. But um, the Israelites, and that's a whole nother conversation, um, but that doesn't take away from the gospel. Um, and I wanted to put in position, and I agree with, I agree with what you were saying. I just think that that guy james white doesn't hold that mantle that you're giving him but i would put him more in the mantle of pharaoh quite honestly yeah i mean I, and that and, that part i would agree with you i, I think he's taking yeah. that you know he's taking that route rather he's than in that yeah you know, rather than the, the the mantle he should be taking yeah and and and, and in, ad in addition to that just bringing it about uh black responsibility uh i would i would then say you know again going back to exodus chapter one verse seven uh, verses seven through uh, just about 16 uh is that 
with the historical context that Eva was talking about, that is part and parcel. And the contemporary one. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Contemporary. Okay, the context. The the that context is part and par- parcel. It is akin to the strategy in which was employed by Pharaoh. Yeah, I understand. I think that yeah. the parallel you're making is is was wonderful, um, and uh, that it really does add context. But um, and and I also wanted to be clear that no, I don't think there's an excuse for ending a life that is not your own. Mm-hmm. Um, that baby or that collection of cells is not your body. Mm-hmm. Um, to to in the life of. But there is a reason. There are reasons. It's not an excuse, but there are circumstances that feel that where some yeah. women feel like they actually don't have any choice. And, you know, so I just wanted to say that because it's not just about um, condemning someone and holding somebody to a different standard than other people and disregarding the circumstances of these communities and of the systemic oppression that exists. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, the, shout out to um, the Christian rapper Derek Minor. In that in that same thread, he was just saying, "Why do you all still support people like that?" He's like, "If y'all got issues with the things that he says, like stop supporting him, stop buying his books, stop going to his conferences. You know, by your continued support, you continue to elevate his platform." Yo, the only way that these that some of these black communities are not under resourced, the only category they tend to not be under resourced is when it comes to abortion services. It's just ironic, just like you're saying or you're alluding to it. Yes, yes. And and we keep falling for it. And here's a man that weighs it right in front of of our face. And then we still, you know, rather than, okay, practice more jurisprudence or change our game plan up we just get mad at him for pointing stuff out and you know um i i I understand i get it as far as you know dude talking out the side of his neck and he's pointing out one thing and he's like abuse abusing us further verbally or whatnot but i you know i don't call that uh, abuse i just say that that's more propaganda Um, um but you know if we don't know who we are then we'll always constantly look to um the caucasian man as the standard bearer um but you know that is that's a that's a problem that's bigger than james white yeah so ladies and gentlemen listening you know we understand that there's a context but there's also responsibility that cannot be removed from the individual um and that's why it's so important to build up strong families that's why it's so important to build up strong fathers you know the the scriptures talk about how you can have 10,000 instructors in Christ but not many fathers because the 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 remedy for these situations is to build stronger people it's easier to build stronger people than it is to repair broken ones so we have to make sure that we are continuing to build up strong communities so that you know whether they build one abortion clinic or 10,000 that you know that um you know these these things cannot impact us and so you know listen um as we just come around third base for this episode this week we understand hypocrisy is everywhere right hypocrisy is in our athletics hypocrisy is in our law enforcement and clearly hypocrisy is in the church and so um but y'all know how we do you know whether or not it's athletics or law enforcement or the church we're going to keep god in the mix so Fight hypocrisy where you can, and we will do what we can as well. So we thank y'all for rocking with us again. For A and Eva, this is AJ saying peace.
Peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks is hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinctional You remind them too much of what they listen to